0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. I am very happy to be with you today. This is Julie Anderson, a.k.a. Julie Brain Lady Anderson, as those of you who follow me on the Brain Lady Speaks Radio Show know me as. This is my second show, and I am so excited about doing this show. We started it this year in 2018, and we are having so much fun with it. This show came out of the desire to be more focused in specifically helping women entrepreneurs to achieve greater success in their business. Uh, on the Brain Lady Speak show, we talk about people in general and just how to maximize the power of your brain and your brain personality connection. But on this show, we are very focused on being able to share wisdom and tips and tricks and processes, and programs that are going to help you as a female entrepreneur thrive in your business. As a business coach and consultant, I see all too many women struggling, struggling to have true success in their business, and it is something that I am passionate about helping you to achieve. Now, we do this on the, on the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show in two ways. One is by, like I said earlier, sharing those tips and tricks and, you know, programs and processes and things that are going to help your business thrive, but also by highlighting you, the female entrepreneur, ha- highlighting you and your business and exposing you and in your businesses to other dynamic business people and business women who have built successful businesses on their own. And we do that every other week when we highlight a dynamic female entrepreneur, and that is what we are doing today. We are talking about money, 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 money issues, and we are doing it with the amazing Sherry Conklin. Now, Sherry is, I met Sherry at our local networking group, so once a month, if you are listening to this anywhere in the Northern California area and you want to join a dynamic group of women the first Tuesday of every month for a really fun networking event, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., that is what we do in the Roseville area, and this—that that is where I met Sherry at, and I thought she wanted to, we wanted to get her together on this show and share a very timely topic because women struggle with money, I think, even more so than men sometimes, so we're going to dig into the topic a little bit with our guest today, and Sherry is with Conklin Financial Planning.
0: Welcome, Sherry, to the program. Well, welcome, Julie. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this today.
1: Absolutely. I'm glad to have you here. And I'm glad, I really think it's an important topic, especially for women entrepreneurs, because as entrepreneurs, (coughs) pardon me, as entrepreneurs, we have so many things that we juggle and tracking details like the finances of our business and the details of where we're spending, and how we're spending, and when we need to spend it, and all that. It's a struggle for us, and so we're just going to dive right in. We've got a lot of information we want to cover on the show today, so we're just going to dive right in by starting and kind of asking, Sherry, what led you into becoming a financial? I know this is, I'm throwing you a curveball here, but what led you into becoming a financial planner?
0: Well, my background was accounting. I spent most of my career in corporate accounting and then I left that uh, to raise my children and I was looking at what can I do to get back in the workforce. I didn't wanna go back to a nine to five job and you know, my corporate career was focused on accounting, budgeting, strategic planning, income taxes. Um, I did some mortgage financing when my children were little And so financial planning was a way to bring my whole background together to help people because I saw, you know, with the mortgage financing and the income taxes, people just didn't know what they were doing, and they really struggled with it. So this was a way of me being able to give back and to help people on a topic that we were raised to not talk about and that we had to keep it to ourselves, go with it. So I'm hoping, you know, that, and I have over the years, I have been able to get people to open up and talk about their money, you know, their stories, their issues, you know, the problems that they're having with it. And just last year I had one person, and they really struggled with, you know, helping me open, you know, telling me about their financial situation. When they got done, they're like, wow, that's the first time I've ever talked to anybody about my finances, and they found it you know it was really difficult, but they found it was a big relief afterwards, so that's what gives me joy.
1: That's awesome now why do you you probably just touched on it a little bit, but why do you why is it that people struggle so much with with money with finances? what in your
0: experiences has
1: enlightened you on that why do we have
0: problems with money well a lot of it is we were raised it 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 was a taboo we don't know how much money we're making it's no one's business Um. so you know we haven't had the education you know basically we learn about money from our parents they learn from their parents and we um never had any formal training on it um since we're learning from our parents and you know our teachers at school, we inherit you know money beliefs you know, and our money beliefs were formed between the ages of zero and seven, and there are subconscious beliefs that we are not aware of, you know and we Unless we sit and analyze why we do what we're doing and why we have this mindset um, and you know lastly, depending on the situation, you know our emotions will come into play a lot of times due to these money beliefs, especially uh when we're going through um a change, whether it's you know um starting a new career, um, starting your own business, going through a divorce, losing your spouse. You know, we have that whole emotional um, stuff that comes up. And a lot of our emotions and what we experience are based on our human needs, you know, of certainty, significance, growth, contribution, love, connection. And this all plays into how we deal and relate to money.
1: Interesting, interesting. So how do we overcome this struggle? I mean, we we, we struggle because of these subconscious beliefs and, and lack of training. I believe that as well. I am in schools. It just cracks me up how much emphasis is put on higher math, math subjects, quote, unquote, higher math subjects of, you know, algebra and geometry and these types of things and basic business math, just basic how right. to
0: budget is not, is well, not hot. Right. Well, I have people, young kids, you know, they don't even know how to fill out a form to have their paycheck direct deposited or to, you know, determine, you know, they're withholding. They have no idea what this is. And this is very basic stuff that no one thinks about teaching us, um, so the easy part is, you know, to learn, to get educated, you know, to go to seminars, attend classes, read books, talk to financial planners, financial advisors, and learn as much as you can. But, and that's the easy part, you know, the part that we still don't have anyone working with us and teaching us and helping us on are our money beliefs and you know, so that's going to take some digging, um, you know, and going back into your childhood and looking, you know, at, you know, how did your parents handle money? You know, were they fighting over money? Um, you know, our sayings that we've gone up with, well, what do you think i made of money or money doesn't grow on trees? You know, when we hear these sayings, you know, we have to go back and analyze them and become aware and can change those stories, you know, around money. You know, we can, I find affirmations help a lot. You know, you know, if you come from a family, you know, where money was very tight and you had to work hard, you know, for your money, you know, you could change that. Um, into an affirmation that, you know, that says I open up and money flows easily to me, you know, or some kind of positive affirmation. And if you just go from that mindset, shift from that mindset of negativity that I have to work hard to make money to one of positive, you know, money is going to flow easily to me, you know, that will shift us. And it does seem to happen. Uh, So that's one thing, you know, becoming aware. And then, um, yeah, so I'd say those are probably the two biggest things. And then learning your emotions, you know. What are your emotions? A lot of times with women entrepreneurs, um, to resistance. So what is the resistance telling us? Um, And how are our emotions coming into play, you know, and then looking at your needs, what need is not being met. So those are the main things. And, and, you know, and it's hard to do. And usually it's good to work with someone else. It is. It's tough because sometimes it does, like you said, it'll get
1: connected to it. Something deeply emotional and having Mm -hmm. to get past that is sometimes a challenge. So, Uh, tell us Sherry what constitutes a good financial base whether you're an entrepreneur in business or you are just you know looking at I know this is a situation with my husband and I you know we're both entrepreneurs we've been entrepreneurs our entire life and you're we're looking at you know entering our 50s going okay wait a minute you know (laughs) we got to have something going on here for the next 15 years when we are, are out of our businesses but What constitutes that good financial base to get things going, that foundation?
0: Okay, Um, a good financial base would be having a spending plan and tracking it. So a lot of people will, you know, make up their spending plans. We have money coming in, and what are we going to do with that money? So this is what we're looking at, a spending plan. But then we have to track that. If not, you know, for a full year, you know, at least a couple months out of the year, you know, we want to track to just make sure that we are indeed spending according to our plan. And if we're not, then we have to look at why, you know. I, I wanted to spend, you know, $100 a month in going out to eat, but I see I'm spending two to $300 a month. So, we want to look and we want to question, well, what's going on here, you know? Uh, do I really, you know, want to keep spending, you know, two to $300 a month? Or do I want to stick with my plan at $100 a month and then this money that I'm spending on going out, you know, that should be going into my savings or maybe another category. So we need to look, you know, and always be evaluating where we're at. Um, the second thing would be to have an emergency fund. So life happens, you know, stuff happens, and we want to have cash on hand to pay for the unexpected so we don't have to go into the credit cards or take out a loan and go into debt. And an emergency fund, you know, that will vary for people, what they're comfortable with, where they are at their stage of life, you know. The rule of thumb has always been three months' worth of expenses if you're married, six months if you're single. Again, you know, with entrepreneurs, if, you know, this is our major source of income, you know, we might need a larger emergency fund, um, especially if we're starting out and we don't have a steady flow of clients, you know, to help us, you know, get through the days when we don't have many. Life insurance is very important especially if you have a family and children then there's and i think this is an area where a lot of entrepreneurs fail is disability um, insurance disability insurance is income replacement insurance what happens if you have an accident and you can't work for a couple of months or you um, get sick and you're out of work you know the income is going to stop if you or the sole proprietor, but if you have disability income insurance, then that's going to provide um, income for you until you can get back to work. Then there's our other basic insurances, our renters, our homeowners insurance, our auto insurance, umbrella insurance. Um, Umbrella insurance is extra liability insurance, which we may need depending on our net as our net worth grows. And then, of course, we want to start saving, you know, for our retirement and putting away for that. And once we get retirement started any excess, we want to invest to further grow to help meet our goals. Then we have our estate planning, you know, base, at least basic estate planning, having a will, a power of attorney, a health care director. So that. Is what I consider, you know, a base. Um, one thing you can do, um, and it should be done on a yearly basis, is to create a net worth statement and update that once a year, so you can see, you know, is your worth growing. Um, and that is probably the best indicator that you're on track, that you're moving forward, is to see your worth. Go up, and your net worth is calculated by taking your assets minus your liabilities. Okay, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff in this. Yeah, that's, that's one of the.
1: Of that's one of the reasons why it's great to have a financial advisor, which is what you help people do and get through and and work with, and that's that's great. So. We're going to, we are, you have a, um, so we talked about money beliefs. We talked about habits and values around money. What else Mm -hmm. can you do to help us change our actual relationship with money?
0: Well, one of the things that I have found very useful, and I started journaling about five years ago. Um, Found it was, very helpful, you know, getting your thoughts, you know, out on paper, then you could just kind of go through and review them to see where you needed to make changes. And at the time I started journaling, I never considered that as a way to help, you know, with money issues. But I took a journaling course last year because I wanted to learn more about it, and it was Very interesting. So I learned a technique called dialogue. And, you know, at first it's like why on earth would we do something like this? But then I started looking at it in context of money, and it's like this is a really – and I started playing around with it with myself and some clients, you know, a good way to talk. So you're creating a dialogue between you and money, and you're asking money questions you know, such as, you know, why do you always seem to leave me or how can I make more of you or, you know, what is the best way to save? And then you just, you know, writing, whatever comes to you. And, you know, you just keep writing until you run out of questions to ask. And then you can go back afterwards and you can look and analyze, you know, what you wrote, you know, what are some things that, you know, stuck out, you know, what are things that you saw in there that triggered you or that made you feel good about what you were doing and, you know, try and find actions and way, you know, to take. Um, And this is all part of, you know, getting into our subconscious and becoming aware of what we do, when we do it, why we're doing it. Sorry, I had myself on mute because I was clearing
1: my throat and I didn't want to make extra noise. (laughs) That is, that's very interesting. It's an interesting process to, to go through. It's something that probably most people have not necessarily really thought about doing uh, journaling and actually um, treating money as if it were an entity that you need to uh, have a relationship with. And then you know your feelings and
0: uh-huh.
1: and how that it works.
0: is. I would never. Yeah, I, I was so pleased. You know, it's like oh, that idea just paid for the course itself. You know, and you know, so that made it worthwhile. So I am always looking, you know, and exploring, you know, trying to find ways to help people become aware and get in touch with everything because until we break through these beliefs, we're always going to be stuck and something's always going to be holding us back.
1: Yeah, because it's easy to just not pay attention to the bottom line all the time, just to, mm-hmm. you know, deposit your check and pay your bills and hope everything turns out okay tomorrow. And uh, it's That's it's not necessarily, like I said, you know, when you get to a certain age, <clears throat> And if you're a younger, dynamic female entrepreneur, <laughs> pay attention mm-hmm. to this because when you do, when you get in that, it, you know, you kind of crest that that middle there, and you're starting to look at a time when it, you want to be taking it easier. You, what are your, what do you have to to rely on at that time? Because we all know, you know, you can't. Social security ain't going to do it. It <laughs> so,
0: no, also that's right.
1: Yeah, and it also probably holds. I would think it definitely holds a lot of women entrepreneurs back because of the uh, the mindset of a charging what you're worth and b not spending what you need to spend. You know, holding back onto if you're if your if your relationship with money is one of I need to protect what I have. I need to hold on to what I have. It takes money to make money. And if you are an entrepreneur, you have to spend it, whether you're spending it on advertising or you're spending it on marketing or you're spending it on coaching or you're spending it on some level of of growth, you know, that's going to promote growth in your business. You won't ever get that growth if you're not in a position where you can emotionally go, okay, I can let go of this money. How do you, do you see that happening? Do you work with a lot of women entrepreneurs that you see that, Fear of um, investing in themselves and investing in their business?
0: Oh, yes, I, I see it all the time. And even for me, when I was starting out, um, I had a hard time. But then I had to get to the point, and especially now that I'm you know, starting over again here in California. Cause I just moved out here, you know, from New York a year ago. So I'm having to start, start afresh. you know, I still have my clients in New York, but I'm starting fresh again. And I don't have the income coming in and it's hard, you know, and I have to just, you know, it's like, okay, this is temporary. I got to keep spending the money. I have to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, to get things up and running faster. And this is, you know, always a trade-off, you know, that entrepreneurs, you know, how fast do you want to ramp up your business? And if you want to the faster you want to ramp up, then the more money you have to spend up front without seeing a return for it down the the road. So you are going to be accumulating debt. And then you have to balance okay, how much debt am I going to accumulate, you know, before I have to cut back, you know, and that gets very scary um, for a lot of people. And then mm-hmm. the doubt come out, oh, am I ever going to make enough to, you know, pay this debt back plus move forward?
1: Right. Right. And that's that's the benefit of of. <laughs> Sitting and talking with with a financial planner, uh, whether it's oh. uh, for those listeners, whether it is is Sherry that you are liking what she's saying and you're resonating or someone else, being able to, I often tell my clients, <clears throat> you need to develop, you need to have people who are going to be frank with you, you need to develop a, a board of advisors is what I call it, you know, individuals who you are having give you advice and input that are going to be be just straight with you it it can't be your friends it can't be your family it can't be anybody that's going to say oh honey this is okay it has to be somebody that's going to help you develop a plan and who's going to be able to stand back and look at the bigger picture outside of your business and that's where you know someone like yourself comes into play right that's great well I love I love this information that you share and I think money is something that you're right a lot of times we don't talk about it we don't discuss it. We don't want to discuss it. Uh, I I'm probably going to have you speak for our group. I think you would have some great great tips for uh, the women entrepreneurs group there that meet in Roseville. I think that would be that would be a good thing. Money's a good thing to talk about. All right, now we're getting close to the end of the show. Before we end, I always like to ask my guests, can you share with our 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 listeners? What are your three top business tips for having a thriving entrepreneurial business?
0: Oh, that's a hard one. There's a lot of tips. But I'd say definitely having a coach or an advisory board, you know, somebody that you can go to that's going to be objective and to help you push through um Your limiting beliefs and the fear that and the resistance that comes up with building a business. Um, and being a finance person, uh, of course, you know you have to stay on top of your finances no matter how scary they look, and you know keep revising your plan, keep revising your numbers so you know where you are at all times and Third, hmm, third is believe in yourself and you have this amazing gift and you are meant to do what you're doing or you wouldn't be an entrepreneur. So, you know, just keep, you know, pushing through those boundaries to get to where you want to go. I love
1: it. I love it. Those are some great tips. All right, for those of you who want to connect with Sherry and um, get some more more insight, she has what she calls a quick start session, and I would guess this helps with that foundation, you know, getting that, uh, Mm -hmm. the uh, good financial base plan going. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you cover in that two-hour session, and then she's giving a discount for all of the listeners if they mention this particular interview. So what do you, what do you cover in that quick start session?
0: It's basically um, looking to see um, where you have holes in your foundation and um, any questions you have, you know, we can. look well, I always start with the foundation because I believe that's extremely important, but, you know, let's say you want to set up uh, some sort of a retirement account for your business and you have no idea what to do or how to go about doing that. You know, I can talk about that. So I can answer basically no question is off limits except for investing. That's the only thing I can't deal with in this uh, session because it's more involved. But, you know, setting up retirement accounts, what type of retirement account should you have, Um looking at insurances, um, how to create a net worth statement or a cash flow statement, how should I be tracking my expenses, Um, really anything, you know, that is on your mind. And then, you know, we'll have go through, I'll answer as many questions as possible and give you tips and pointers and strategies, and I will follow up with a to-do list for you. Uh, things that we talked about that you can do and change and then try and, you know, we'll set a schedule as to when you're going to try and accomplish those things by. And then I always give like a 30-day, you know, follow-up afterwards to see, okay, you know, we had this two-hour session, we talked about XYZ, you know, you were going to look into A, B, and C, where are you? what questions have come up since we last met. So I'll do like a 30-minute follow-up just to make sure you're staying on track. Awesome. That is awesome.
1: So if you want to, if any of the listeners want to connect with Sherry, you can go, you can shoot her an email at Sherry, S-H-E-R-I. So take note of that spelling. It is S-H-E-R-I at Conklin Financial Planning. Conklin is C-O-N-K-E. L I N financial planning. And there is a link for that and all the information as well as her website on how to get in in touch with her is on the women entrepreneurs extraordinaire show page. So you can definitely find it there if you didn't get it written down or if you're listening in your mobile office on the road, you can go back and look that up on the blog talk radio, women entrepreneurs Extraordinaire show. Well, Sherry, thank you very much for being on the program today. It was a delight having you discuss with us this topic that we oftentimes don't want to discuss. So
0: thank you for being on the program. Well, thank you for having me, Julie. I enjoyed it.
1: Absolutely. All right. For our listeners, we are going to wrap this up real quick. I just want to mention a couple of things before we completely close up. One is reach out to Sherry. Connect with her. She's a great woman, a great entrepreneur. And a, lots of knowledge in this area. So if this is something that you need to address in your business or you're at a stuck point in your business, reach out and talk with her. If you want more information about our group, lots of ways you can connect with us. First of all, we have a website, WomenEntrepreneursExtraordinaire.com. This is all plurals, ladies, all plurals. Women Entrepreneurs <clears throat> with an S, extraordinaire dot com, and we have uh, you can find out you can meet some of the members, you can uh, look at some of the services that we provide and the members provide on that website. You can also we are active on Facebook. You can join our group on Facebook, which is a Women Entrepreneurs extraordinaire Group. There is a link for that on the show page. You can also like our page to get the Facebook. You know if you go to Facebook and you like the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire page you'll get tips and notifications, of course, when the next program is coming up. So join us there. We are also expanding all over and in all different kinds of ways. So if you're not, if you are in the Northern California area, if you're anywhere close to Roseville, the first Tuesday of every month, we have our signature event and that is the Connections Over Coffee. We do our networking very uniquely so that everybody connects with everybody. And can really make very, very strong connections with other dynamic female entrepreneurs in the area. We also have a signature masterminding plan that we do. And if you are not in this area, if you are not in Northern California and you want, or you're not close enough, you're in Northern California, but you're not right close to uh, Roseville, then reach out to me. We have a program where you can start, we will coach you through getting and starting your own women entrepreneurs and share that brand in your area to expand your reach and your exposure for your individual business by being a administrator at a, for a group in your area of women entrepreneurs extraordinaire, we will teach you and train you how to do that. All right. That is it for today. It is an amazing day. I'm very much looking forward to what we have coming down the pike here in Northern California. We're going to get some snow and I'm so excited about that. We need that we need the rain and as we listen to the tunes coming up I want everybody as I close out my the same way that I close out my Brain Lady Speaks radio show that I do at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time at uh, brainladyspeaks.com I always like to close out by telling everyone to simply enjoy every moment enjoy your business you are a female entrepreneur for a reason you are sharing your gift your wisdom, and your products and services with the world. And if you ain't enjoying it, there's something wrong. So just enjoy every moment. And until next week, thank you for listening to Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. This is Julie Anderson signing off.